What's up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. You're on location with me today. I'm going to take you to a speech that I did not too long ago. And I don't normally take my live recordings, my live talks, and turn them directly into podcasts. Maybe I should, because if I did, there would definitely be a lot more Happy Life podcasts to listen to. Because <laughs> I, I obviously I do that a lot, but I, I, I don't do it because I just don't feel that that always translates well when you're not there in person, when you have to listen to the recording of it. Because first of all, the audio isn't going to be as high a quality in a large room with a handheld mic and a crowd in the background and all that versus in my controlled Happy Life studio with all of its high-end uh, recording equipment. And when it's live, you pick up on things that audio-only recordings aren't going to give you. The feel of the room, the, the body language. I don't know if you can imagine or not, but, but I use a lot of gestures and body motion and some sometimes like Kramer on Seinfeld. I mean, I, I, I do that a lot of that to paint the picture to try to make my points. It can also be harder to pick up on humor and other nuances as well when it's just the recording versus being there live when you can see the person who's doing the speaking. And when you can't see or feel these things, I, I, I just feel like something gets lost in the translation. Not to mention, when I'm speaking in front of a crowd versus in front of a computer screen, I tend to get a little more excited, which can often translate into supersonic speed talking and a lot more half sentences. I got so many thoughts in my brain begging for my attention. Sometimes I just drop what I'm thinking and Go to that other sentence instead. So there's a lot more of that going on, a lot more ADD, ADHD type of style squirrel uh, when I'm speaking live than when I'm in front of a computer screen. I also tend to morph into the crowd that I'm speaking to as well. If I'm speaking at a high school, I'm going to use teenager language. I'm going to use teenager style. If I'm speaking at a church, I might use more church-type language, church-type style, Christianese, things like that. If I'm speaking to a small group of people, I'm going to be more relaxed and chill. And if I'm speaking to a computer screen for a podcast, well, you already know what that's like if this isn't your first time listening to me. However, with this speech that I started last episode and I'm going to finish in this episode, I just didn't feel like I could replicate that thing by redoing it in front of a screen, especially since I didn't use any notes to go off of that I could I could, I could could redo for you guys. I, I just felt like I needed to leave it the way it was. So I'm giving this week to you live instead. I hope you can understand it well enough. I hope it makes enough sense for you to pull something out of it. Uh, sorry about the quality, but if you can pull something out of it, because I feel that there's a lot of great stuff in here that is really, honestly, is very needed today. And hopefully after listening, you will feel the same. And if you do feel the same, um, you know, help us out. Help us spread this happy demic by sharing, liking, and sending other people to the podcast or, or to wherever you're listening to this, Facebook or whatever social media it may be from. Because I just feel like we need a lot of good stuff out there. We need some good news right now. I think people are really looking for that, and we have a chance to give it to them. That's why I'm sending you this speech today. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining. You're awesome. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you 
happier. Be encouraged, you're being tested for positive, pass it, because the world needs us to be positive right now. We can fight all we want. And that's the part that I kind of get tired of, is that, that if you wear a mask, then you condemn those who don't. And if you don't wear a mask, then you condemn those that do. Stop it! Yeah. You're being tested for positive, pass it this time, because that test ain't going away. You might as well pass fifth grade so you can get the sixth grade. Pass it. But that doesn't mean that we condemn other people or we look down on other people or we look bad at other people. We judge other people. You're being tested for positive. Pass this test. God called us to bless each other, not judge each other. We tested for positive. The, the Bible verse of the day the other day was so good. It was in Psalms chapter 46. I just read the whole chapter. Check this out. Why are we afraid? Why are we nervous? God is our refuge and our strength. Someone say, yeah. Yeah. He is a refuge. That is a, that, that can be translated to seek refuge. He's not a refuge unless you seek him. It also can be translated safety, shelter. God is our safety. He's our shelter. What do we have to fear? God is our refuge and he's our strength. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you weak from all the stuff that's going on? Yeah, I am. Guess what? God is my strength. Always. Someone say always. Always. Always ready to help. The one translation says, I'm ever present help in times of what? In times of COVID? In times of riots? In times of demonstrations? In times of unrest? Is God still ready to help us? Well, then you got to search for that refuge. we got to seek that safety. So, someone say so. So. So we will not fear. Say that with me. We will not fear. Say that again. We will not fear. Because so, so says, because of what we said before. Because God is my refuge, because he's my shelter, because he's my high place, because he wants to help me always, I will not Fear. I'm being tested for positive and I am going to pass it. Listen to the next part. Even if, someone say, even if. Even if if earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea, we haven't gotten there yet. He's he's giving you the, the farthest bad that you can get, right? Even if that happens, let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surge. Let it. And then it says sila or interlude. It means, think about this for a second. He said, God is my refuge and he's my strength. So I will not be afraid. Even if the earth dissolves, the mountains crumble and fall into the sea and the earthquakes come. Even with that, I will not fear. Just pause on that a second. Say with me again. I will not Pause. Pause and think on that. That's what seal means in the, in, the, in the Psalms. It means pause and think about what you just said. May we remember this afternoon the words we sang this morning, or at least the feeling we got from the words we sang this morning. Because we're being tested for positive. Let's pass. Then after the pause, after the pause, listen to the very next thing he says. God doesn't just want to help us. He wants to take us to another level. Listen to this. He just got them talking about if earthquakes happen, if mountains dissolve into the sea, 
He just talked about that. Then he says, pause, think about that. A river brings joy to the city of our God. There's a happy river that flows through COVID, that flows through racism, that flows through demonstrations and riots, that flows through political unrest. That flows, there's a river of happy that flows through that. And it comes straight from the throne because that's the only place it can come from. When you look at all the circumstances around you, it's easy to get negative. He said there's a river of joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God lives here. He lives in you. He lives in me. There's a river of joy that flows through it because this is where God lives. He wants joy. God himself lives in that city, it says. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be destroyed because it's God's city. That's where he lives. If he lives in your city, you have nothing to fear. Wow. Selah. Think on that a second. I don't know the answers to everything. I don't. I was talking with a, a guy the other day. I was staying at his house. And he said, this guy came up to him from his church. He says, with, with all the stuff that's going on, he says, what do I do? That's what we want to know. What do I do? I got to do something. We feel like we got to do something. What did Jesus do? He modeled it for us. He walked the earth and Jesus said, I only do what I see my father in heaven do. That's all I'm concerned about. So for me, when I see all the stuff that's going on, if I feel like I got to fix it or do something to fix it, boy, that brings a lot of anxiety to me. But if I lay back, see, it even brings anxiety to it. A baby, right? But you know what I do? I do what I, what I try to do what Jesus did. Jesus, what do you want me to do about this post that made me so angry? Jesus, what do you want me to do about this COVID testing? Jesus, what do you, you want me to do? Do you want me to pray? Do you want me to post something? And don't just follow your feelings if you're all bent out of shape and angry because you're going to think that, oh, God wants me to kill that person, right? <laughs> That's not what God wants you to do. He's like, sit back. Because if you go on further down, God will protect the city at the break of day. The nations are in an uproar, and the kingdom crumbles. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is here among us. Someone say, yeah. The God of Israel is our fortress. He says it again, then he says, pause. Again, he says, God is our fortress in the middle of this chapter. He starts with saying, God's our strength, our fortress. In the middle, he says, he's our fortress. And then he says, come, see the glorious works of the Lord. Stop focusing on this other stuff. Focus on what God has done. If you keep going down, just get down to that another verse, and you, you get down to verse number 10. It says, be silent and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. One translation I looked up this morning said, cease striving. And know that I am God. And then if you go to the next verse, he says it again. The Lord Almighty is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Pause. Think about that. Back to my chiropractor. The lady is helping me. You never thought I was going to get back there, did you? Like, where's he doing that? Welcome to my brain. I live with this brain. I try to podcast with this brain. You know how many hours I spent editing out all the senses I stop halfway and start halfway through? 
I leave it, but no one else gets it. <laughs> Those that don't know me that are listening in Guam or that are listening in Ireland or that are listening in, you know, all these places that are that are listening, those that are listening, they don't know who I am, so I'm like, I gotta make sense to them. So I spend like <laughs> I'm sorry to do this, but this battery's only used to like twenty minute preaching. That's <laughs> oh, so what you say. <laughs> so what Lance is really admitting that he needs to learn how to preach longer. Because yep. it's good news, we need more good news, so that's all I'm trying to do. Just in time. <laughs> Everyone on Facebook Live has already stopped watching by now, anyway. No, no, no. no, no. She says, how are you doing? I said, well, it depends on how you ask. I'm doing fantastic, but I'm also an environment guy. I pick up all this environment, and I also, God has called me to encourage people. I want to be a Barnabas, a son of encouragement. That's what I do. For my job, for my life, everywhere I go, I encourage people. Everywhere I go, what happens? One guy said to me, see, there you did it again. I said, I don't know what. I said, they're crying. I said, yeah, what's it going to do for me? He says, everywhere you go, people cry. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Because I, I ask them questions, and God just shows me. Tell them this, and ask them this, and you're being led by God. That's what it means to be a Christian, to be led by God, to listen to his voice. And she says, your cup is empty, isn't it? You're drained, aren't you? I said, yeah, that's a good way to put it in my hand. She said, we're going to fix that right now. Wow. What one word of encouragement could do. I'm like, yeah, right, you're going to fix it right now. She did. She told me the story. I don't know if you ever watch a show, Forged in Fire. It's a man show. They give men pieces of metal and then tell them to make a samurai sword out of it. You got fire and anvil and hammers and swords and here, here's a piece of metal. Turn it into a weapon. That's what God wants to do. God wants us to use us as a tool. He says, in the kingdom of heaven there are, is that in 2 Timothy? Where is that? In the kingdom of heaven there there are tools that I use for noble purposes and tools I use for ignoble purposes. Corinthians. Is it? Okay, wherever it is. Google it. If you don't like Google, then Bing it. Yahoo it. I don't care, but look it up. It's easy. The internet makes it easy for us to find verses. So let's find verses instead of negativity. That's what I have to do. She says, in Forge, what they do is they take that metal and they put it in that fire. And they heat it up till it's glowing. And then they bring it out and they put it on the anvil and they pound it away. And I know where she's going with this illustration. She asked me the question at the start of the story. She says, do you like illustrations? I almost laughed out loud. Like, I live by illustrations. That's my life is an illustration. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking of the piece of metal, because that's us. We're the metal. And I'm thinking of the metal, right? And I know where she's going to go. God puts us in the refiner's fire, and he heats us up, and then he puts us on the anvil, and we get a pound away, and he puts us back in the fire, and he puts us back on the anvil. And so I told her, I said, it's just been a long time for me. And she looked at me like, what are you talking about? Because that wasn't the illustration she was trying to get at at all. <laughs> See, I saw God holding the metal. God holding me, sticking me in the fire while I'm screaming in there. Heat me up, then beat me up. Could you imagine the metal that's glowing? Like, stop this. I can't take any more. Have you been there all this year? You've ever been there? Like, I can't take any more of the heat. Help me. So then he pulls you out, and you're like, oh, it's about time. And he places you on this, this really cool metal, the anvil. Oh, that feels so good. For the three seconds it takes him to grab the hammer. <laughs> A virus to to looting to can we at least just have a little bit of good news in there? And there's a lot of good news in there. The gospel, the Bible, the New Testament is called the good news. He gives hope to the hopeless and rest to the restless. If you build your foundation on him, which leads me right into what she said next. 
She looked at me like, what are you talking about? It's been a long time. So she just ignored it. And she says, she said, after they do the fire and the pounding, there's this big old thing of oil right there. They quench it. They take that hot, beaten up piece of metal, and it sticks it in that oil, and it cools it down. She said, I see God like that big vat of oil. My perception was God was putting me through hell. God, take me out of this. I can't take this anymore. God was holding me, putting me in the... Listen, life does that on its own. Her illustration was, God's not trying to put me through hell. He's trying to relieve me from it. God's trying to help me. He's like, come to me in Matthew 28, Matthew 11, whatever. Come to me, all you who are weary and tired and worn out, burnt out on religion, one translation says, and I will give you what? Yes, because he gives rest to the restless. And all along, God is there in this big old vat of oil. And if you put, she said, if you put that metal in any other liquid, it will weaken the blade. It will make the blade brittle. God knows all the stuff that we're going through. He knows we're being tested for positive. He's like, if you will soak yourself in me, I will harden that in you. That's what Romans 8.28 means. For all things work together for good. To those that love God and are calling to his purpose. For those that take that tribulation at hard time, and instead of dipping it in something else, instead of trying to find security in something else, instead of trying to find hope in something else, and being mad at somebody and, and posting something, instead of that, if you just come in God's presence and say, God, I am sad, I am scared, I am anxious, please help. I feel lonely, I feel all alone, I don't feel like I fit anywhere. Please help me. You come to God and you say, God, help me. And you allow him to take that beat it up and heat it up piece of metal, you, and you soak it in oil, then something good comes out. He hardens that in you. Wow. I'll end with this. There's a book out there called The Coffee Bean that my sister told me about. It says this. Life is often like a pot of very hot water. I would say boiling water this year, right? It can be harsh, stressful, and difficult place. That's where we're at today. The heat is up. The heat is on. It's on the street. It's on the Capitol. It's on my neighborhood. It's in my house. It's in my head. The heat is on. Give me a break. Right? You will find yourself in environments and facing conditions that test you, that test who you truly are. You're being tested for positive. I don't know about you. Anyone else been tested? They take that Q-tip that you think is a Q-tip? They're going to clean out your nose? I don't know. I've seen movies where that's how they give lobotomies to people. There's a reason my Q-tip's this long. So I'm going to breathe in, okay, and all of a sudden, it's, it's tickling the back of my head. <laughs> Testing isn't fun, but on the other side of it is. And facing conditions that test you who you truly are. Conditions can change, weaken, or harden you if you let them. They can change, weaken, or harden you, these situations. It's up to us we're being tested. Positive, it's up to us. If you go to that vat of oil and say, Jesus, I need you right now, it will work together for good, and you're going to be a better person because of it. But if you try to find your own way of bringing comfort, your own thing to soak in, go ahead. It's just going to make your life more brittle. 
And if you, anyone else here find yourself snapping easier, I sure am. I got to go back to the oil. I got to go back to God and say, God, here's how I feel. Please help. Because he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. I add this part. COVID is one big, ugly pot of boiling water. But you have a choice. You can be like the carrot that is weakened and softened by the pot of boiling water. The carrot that's weakened by its environment. You can be like the egg that is hardened by that pot of boiling water. That is hardened by its environment. Or there's a third option here, folks. I'm telling you, there's another option today. Someone say or. or. Someone say selah. Yeah. You're about to get a seal right here. You're about to get an interview right here. Think on this for a moment. Or you can be like the coffee bean that transforms its environment. Jesus needs his body, his bride, what we call the church. He needs us to transform our environment, not become hardened by it, not become weakened by it, but to transform it. He says you are the salt of the earth. That means he wants you to flavor your area around you. I was having lunch with a guy yesterday. It was a total god meeting thing. Also, we're talking. He got the Cajun something or other. I said, do you call Cajun? Cajun just fixes everything. It's like deep fry. You ever had deep fried okra? You ever had regular okra? That stuff's nasty. But you deep fry, you're in the fair, they deep fry everything. You can deep fry your socks and they will taste good. Even used ones. You deep fry them, they're going to taste good. You take Cajun spices and you put them on it, you can eat anything with Cajun spices. That's what the salt of the earth is really talking about. God says, I set you in the world to season it, and if you're around it, people can stomach it, they can swallow it, they can get by it, they can survive, they can make it. Jesus, help us to transform our environment. We're being tested for positive. Help us to pass. I love you. Thank you for letting me come and speak today. I'm glad I tested positive a couple months ago, so I can encourage you to. Wow. Someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Peace.